0: This is not a fucking test. Warning. You to your DJ Craftmatic the So, the the What's good, everybody? You already know what it is. This is DJ Craftmatic, and you've checked in with the Anecdote Podcast. As always, many blessings to y'all. But you know, I got my dog with me. All the time, my guy Pauly Dubs. What's popping, bro? Yeah,
1: what's all this madness, man? Just uh, <laughs> trying to maintain, they trying to hold me back, but they can't hold me down. So
0: <laughs> can't nobody take my and Can't nobody hold me down. Yeah, that's what he said.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, you know how it is. We I do know here, how it we, is. We can sit here and complain, but that's not why people listen So we ain't got time for that shit either. <laughs> ain't nobody can give a fuck.
0: Take a dab for that, bro. <laughs>
1: I mean, we're all in the struggle right now. So Yep. Sorry, I can't help you, but ain't nobody helping me either. So <laughs> shit. You helping us by listening, no listeners. And subscribing and sharing.
0: Yeah, make sure you do that because you guys are are like the only reason why we do this. And I hope you guys are listening and just checking it out. So, yeah, if you, please make sure you're liking and subscribing and sharing and all that shit, man. Please.
1: Yeah, if you like our shit, tell your friend. And if you really like our shit, grab one of them Craftmatic hoodies.
0: Facts. com. Go to L-A-Dope.com. Um look, for, look under the uh, merchandise and you'll see the Craftmatic hoodies, beanies, and five panels. Uh, hats in there, and stickers. Yeah, you guys got to get on that. Illadope.com, that's my boy. That's my brother. It's the only place you can get it, though, so that's really dope. Uh, yeah.
1: Yeah, cop one of them fucking hoodies. Uh, the softest cotton you'll ever feel on your skin. So <laughs> Egyptian shit. cotton.
0: No, it's Egyptian. not Egyptian cotton. <laughs> it was maybe made of in Egypt, but maybe
1: <laughs> that's about as far as it's going to go, bro. <laughs> hey, we supporting all workers in all countries making hoodies for (laughs) craftmatic
0: facts (laughs) oh man it's good to be back with y'all man we're gonna actually talk some sports on this one i'm really excited about uh talking about some football man i don't know like uh it's been it's been a hot minute since we really kind of been on that so now I, i get to uh, talk my shit a little bit, not like I have anything good to talk, but I'll just, of course, say my piece and we're going to just talk about what we see midway. We're about eight games in. And, yeah. Week, um,
1: week nine ended, week 10 coming up here. And it's just, yeah, it's crazy that they've been able to pull it off, man. There's been times where it seemed kind of sketch and it seemed kind of suspect, but. The NFL has not been given a shit about COVID. Uh, I mean, obviously they have been. But there's restrictions and different kind of rules, different right. kind of stuff going on. Some of it we'll get into, but um, so, I mean, they they made it halfway through the season without really any big issues, even even with players playing with COVID. You seen that yeah. Marlon Humphreys on the Ravens? He played yeah. a whole game with with it, and then uh, there's a couple other games where people tested positive right after the game. So. I think
0: Vance McDonald was the the, the latest one uh, this week with the Steelers. Uh, yeah, and this there's Big been... Ben. Big Ben is out there. He's a high high, con- high contact with that guy. <laughs> <laughs> you know? <laughs>
1: yeah, so I, we could start with Big Ben and the Pittsburgh Steelers. They've kind of been one of the biggest surprises of the season and uh, that they're the last undefeated team standing. I think that's yeah. kind of come as a shocker. And, um, the AFC in general really, really loaded at the top. Um, and the Steelers stand alone at eight and O in the standings, um, kind of expected that they were going to do better than they did last year. When big Ben was injured, they had a whole bunch of injuries. I think Connor missed half the season and yeah, this year they got everybody healthy,
0: uh, and then still guarded started getting injuries.
1: Because
0: <laughs> then everybody's heard again, uh Connor, Connor's out for the season, right? No, so, Connor's
1: not out for the or season. Or no, he's he's
0: not out for the season, though. No. He's uh he's actually playing right now. But yeah, they yeah. um he he's finally healthy, just as you said, and then they started losing a couple other guys. But yes, at eight and zero, um that defense, man, is probably yeah. the the crazy thing is like their defense is playing elite again like and they've always been a pretty good defense like they were more middle of the row though so they they mm-hmm. can still win you some games but they would definitely allow you to put up some points this year they've been a uh, really playing at a high clip as far as defensively um you know the play of all those guys in the in the back you know like the but Bud Dupreez and a couple other guys back
1: there. Minka Fitzpatrick.
0: Uh, Yeah, mainly Minka Fitzpatrick in the secondary. He's really shored that secondary up. And he's like the general of that defense back there. Um, And then you got TJ Watt, of course. But those guys are playing at just such a high level um, defensively that and and the offense has always been there. It is Big Ben as much as I can't stand the guy. um, He's a dick bag Mm -hmm. in real life, but. I mean, <laughs> the guy can play football. Uh, he always is pretty injured or beat up. Like, he gets beat up pretty often. Um, but he he sticks it out for the most part, unless it's something that he can't play through. And, uh, man, the guy has been playing really well. Uh, he's been putting up a lot of yards. And he's, he's being kind of slept on right now. But um, that's okay. I'm not a fan of him like that either.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so... Um... He's been doing really well. Uh, As usual, they got a rookie receiver that's blowing it up, Chase Claypool. Uh, has had had a couple of really, really phenomenal games. And he's just been kind of really amazing to watch. And it's also really amazing how the Steelers just always keep finding these guys late in the draft that become elite wide receivers. Uh, We're talking going back to the days of Heinz Ward. Right. Um, Heinz Ward, Antonio Brown, Emmanuel Sanders. Um, there's a couple of guys that were in there that only really performed well on the Steelers and went to other teams and didn't do as well, like Mike Wallace. Um like
0: Wallace yeah, that's a big one.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but he was great when he was on the Steelers. And they just kind of keep finding these guys. Even uh they're guys that were rookies last year. James Washington, Deontay Johnson, really, really nasty, really, really nice. Uh I really like Deontay Johnson. He's yeah one of my favorite receivers in the league. But Chase Claypool's just been going ham. Uh even had a three touchdown game against Philly. Back in like week four, or week five. So he's, he's just been crushing it. He's been killing it. I was like
0: uh Santonio Holmes too. You remember him? Yeah,
1: Santonio Holmes.
0: <laughs> he was another one that I got. I, I was trying to remember his name. I'm like, what is this fool's name? Yeah. He was like another one that was uh, only played well with that team.
1: Like, man, and I—he stole a ring from my boy Larry Fitz. He,
0: he was the MVP. I mean, remember, he was the MVP of the uh, of the Super Bowl.
1: Yeah, his foot was out of bounds on that catch. At the
0: <laughs> city, man. I knew he would say that. <laughs> <laughs> my boy Jeremy would beg to differ. He would be. I like, always gotta bring though.
1: that up anytime I hear San Antonio <laughs> Holmes' name. I gotta defend that because yeah, man, that was that was one of the best football games ever. is that Super Bowl with the uh, yeah. Cardinals and the Steelers
0: old man warner wasn't it
1: yeah it was warner and um man. like you said
0: larry fitz he was there
1: i forgot who their uh like the defender was on the steelers he was uh, i think a defensive lineman
0: oh oh man yeah no uh not gun lap <laughs> Not Carlos Dunlap.
1: No, it wasn't Carlos team. Dunlap. I mean, this dude, I think, uh, like, the last play of the first half, the Cardinals are driving down the field, and Warner throws a pick six, like, from the three-yard line to the defensive lineman who just just ran it back all the way. God dang it, I can't remember who the hell that, that dude was. James yeah. James something, I think.
0: It wasn't uh, James Harrison, was it?
1: It might have been James Harrison. But I don't think so.
0: Anyways, yeah.
1: Um, <laughs> we don't want to sound But yeah, like- there ain't no right now. So they're obviously the team to beat. There's no other team in the NFC that's undefeated. Steelers yep. are the last team standing after they beat... It was James Harrison. Uh, that we-
0: oh, okay. Yeah, James Harrison. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and that was, I think, like in his rookie year. Yeah, he was a beast at that time, too. Yeah,
0: he was old. Uh, James Harrison was older at that time, even still, because he had played for uh, he had played for a couple of teams at that point because James Harrison had played for the Steelers for a long time before he left there. Before he went to the uh, Arizona
1: no I'm talking about when, when he was a Steeler like this was his rookie year he he caught Kurt Warner at the like
0: oh yeah yeah no that was his rookie year. yeah you're right tournament. sorry
1: yep <clears throat> so dominating um but really you know even though the Steelers are undefeated I think the team to worry about the team that you got to beat in the AFC for sure is is Kansas City they just keep getting stronger uh yeah keep getting I mean, the defending
0: champs too man
1: yeah, they're the defending champs. They're still kind of under the radar somehow, too. But Patrick Mahomes is just a freak. He's on a whole nother level.
0: I saw one of these guys on a, on a, on the TV saying that Patrick Mahomes wasn't the best quarterback. Still, I was like, you guys are <laughs> fucking just ridiculous. Like, I understand where, um, you know, like Russell Wilson, like the level he's playing on. I, he should get some nods finally. But I don't know if he's right. still playing better than what Patrick Mahomes is doing. If you just compare the two and you look at their stats, I mean, even in, in, nobody else in the AFC is competing. Um, I, I say all the rest of the good quarterbacks that are in the conversation that would be in top level conversation right now would probably be in the NFC. Um, but you're you're not getting that same level. Um, I mean, it's it's still Patrick Mahomes. He is the reigning uh, MVP, Super Bowl MVP. I mean, you, you give this the guy his due. Like he's still out there
1: doing work right now.
0: He is. He's got what what do we say? F- uh, four interceptions or something like five five interceptions right now. Like the dude has no this
1: season. Yeah, so this season through week nine, <laughs> bro. That, you're not even going to believe it if I told you these numbers. So through eight games, Patrick Mahomes has 25 touchdowns and one interception. Man, that's <laughs> wild, bro. Halfway through the year, uh, compared to Russell Wilson, who's uh, probably the front runner for MVP right now, he's getting the most buzz. Russell Wilson has 28 touchdowns and eight interceptions. Um, which is a
0: hell of a season. He's still, he's still playing. He's yes. not in double digits yet. I mean, that's actually a lot yes. of picks in the first half. But, I mean, that was because of that three-pick game. Honestly, he wouldn't be there if it was a three-pick game. But,
1: yeah, I mean. Yeah, and it's different. They're playing with different scenarios. Uh, Patrick yeah. Mahomes, this, the Chiefs have an elite defense this season. Russell Wilson has no defense uh, with the Seahawks. So, he's playing from behind. He has to be more aggressive, uh, which sometimes leads to being more careless while you know, when you're playing with a lead and you have the talent of a Patrick Mahomes, you can just kind of do whatever you want.
0: Right. Well, yeah. That, and the guy is just too, like you were just saying that it's like, the guy is just on a whole nother level that you can't really, I can't see how you end up thinking, like, even though the Steelers are eight and O, like they haven't played yet. So mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, when I see who goes head to head, I still feel like Patrick Mahomes is going to, it's got the advantage there. Um, I feel like they have the talent. the The defense is good on the Steelers, but they still give up points. So that's the team to watch out for. That's the scariest team to me. is still Is still that uh, Kansas City team.
1: And you know, I know that they're your enemies. They uh, are. I still a give them hello props. However, I gotta say, like, if Patrick Mahomes is on the TV, to me, that's much must see TV for sports. It's, yeah, he's he's he's, he's amazing to watch.
0: Yeah, he's a great he's a great guy to watch. I remember feeling that way. Honestly, I didn't know how much you hate him, too. I used to feel a lot about Aaron Rodgers, um, the yeah. same thing, because he, he, he was kind of the one who was throwing the passes that Mahomes, that we would see Mahomes doing. Like, that's why when they say, I will take it like this, or I'll say it like this, it's like, Give Aaron Rodgers his props too, because that shit that Mahomes has been doing, he's kind of been, Aaron Rodgers' kind of been doing that for a while. It's just because he mm-hmm. hasn't, he hasn't been, uh, he's not the new hot guy
1: on the TV, you know? But there's there's some things though that Mahomes does that you, I've never seen anybody ever do.
0: Yeah, no, he's definitely taken it to a whole nother level though. Like that, that behind the back touchdown, like that, that was nuts.
1: There's, like, yeah, there's the behind the back one. There's a lot of uh, like sidearm throws that, you need Patrick Mahomes' accuracy to even think about trying to, to pull right. off
0: the windows that he's throwing it into. Yes, he's got. And I was actually watching it today, it was funny because uh, I stayed home today, right? And I'm sitting here watching um TV, and it's uh, uh, they were talking, Stephen A. Stephen A was talking, and uh, Max Kellerman were talking to Brett Favre and asking him what he thinks about like a Mahomes, and it's basically he said he's like me with less turnovers and just like the same kind of arm, but like more accurate. (laughs) And I was like, I mean, he's kind of right about that. Um, He's like Brett Favre as far as like the risk he takes, but he's way more accurate. It seems like his arm strength is probably even better than, than a Brett Favre's. Um, And I feel like his IQ is just really high as well, though. He doesn't really have to force a lot of balls um, into places that he knows that he has to force them into. It's not really that many uh, things that you'll see out of that. So,
1: yeah. And Definitely
0: think, the scariest team to me in the AFC.
1: For sure. And I think, too, it's like sometimes there's combinations of a player and a coach that they, you know, kind of bring out the best in each other. And that's what I think Mahomes and Andy Reid really do. Like, I think Patrick Mahomes was built for Andy Reid and vice versa. Like, yeah. this is, you know, Andy Reid has had to deal with the most mid of mid quarterbacks through his whole.
0: <laughs> I wouldn't say mid. I mean,
1: Donovan I mean, McNabb wasn't terrible. On. Donovan McNabb
0: <laughs> I'm on, not gonna say Donovan McNabb—he threw almost five thousand yards a couple of times. I mean, the guy wasn't terrible. He—he he wasn't terrible, but he wasn't great. He went to a Super Bowl. I mean, it's, you can't give him that. He was terrible. They almost went back two years in a row. They
1: just, just lost. I mean, shit happens. But it wasn't but when, from McNabb necessarily. You know, there's a strong no. Andy Reid.
0: Remember, he choked that shit though. Yeah, the last time, the when they were in uh when when Philly was the. Basically, they were the 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 ones who were supposed to win. They were the odds-on favorite, and they choked that game away. Um,
1: well, To yeah. choked and McNabb choked both in the Super Bowl. Remember McNabb throwing up on the sideline, <laughs> bro. I mean, in the Super Bowl, come on, man.
0: That was funny, but it was also a terrible play calling as well from Andy Reid. Yeah, Andy I think Reid. He got terribly out coached as well. He's
1: been known for not being the best at in game management, kind of stuff, yeah. blowing timeouts. Uh, so not in that matchup, needs to.
0: In that matchup, do you think the Chiefs' house all have the advantage of? And I'm saying, uh, like a Chiefs-Steelers matchup, do you feel like they'd have the advantage as well?
1: Yeah, I think I think they have the defensive advantage as well over the Steelers, with the, as good as the Steelers' defense is. Um, Teron Matthew just really dominates that defense, lining up everywhere on the field. He'll so does Mika
0: Fitzpatrick, though. Yeah, <laughs> it's hard to even like those two. To me, are very similar style players. Um, yes. they, they actually play very similar, uh, the way that they affect the defense. I feel like Mika Fitzpatrick is a better ball hawk at this moment in his career, though. Tyron Matthew is a great ball hawk as well. Don't get me wrong. Uh, I feel like he tackles better in the box though. Like as far as like, if you're going to bring up a guy to come make a tackle, Tyron Matthew is a better hitter like that. in that, in that aspect, uh, but Minka Fitzpatrick to me is a better ball hawk, a better ball player on the ball yeah. defender. Um, at this point in their careers so, and, yeah, that, I mean, just looking at them both, uh, that makes them very dangerous to me. I just feel like I'm, they're just super scary. Um, and that's the team that the Steelers would have to be wary of.
1: Uh, yeah, and to- in the end, you know, it's it comes down to can you outscore the Chiefs? Like, it doesn't matter if you're beating them because they're going right. to come back on you. They've right. they shown it in the playoffs at the highest level every single week in the playoffs last year if you were paying attention. <laughs> right. Uh, no they were statement. down most
0: times. There yeah. was no,
1: no lead was safe enough. They were down like 17 points in the Super Bowl with I don't know 10 minutes left or something, and the 49ers intercepted the ball, yeah. <laughs> and they still lost to the Chiefs in right. that game. They were, um, I think it was the Texans that were up like 28 nothing on the Chiefs yeah, in the yeah, first quarter. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and the and the Chiefs won the game. They still like, won the game. So it comes out to you know how many points do you need? to score to comfortably beat the chiefs and i think it's probably you you know if you score 50 points you probably will have higher than a 50% chance of beating the chiefs
0: maybe Anything and that's less because than that. and that's because if you're putting up 50 points they're also putting up 50 <laughs> yeah, points yeah that's exactly. the only difference of that exactly. like there's not a way that they're not going to put up 50 points then like if you if you if you were up basically like the texans and then you didn't let up and you actually kept scoring That's the only time I think you would beat them like that situation. Like you just said, that would be the only way. But even then, I feel like they would still come back and score like 40 points. (laughs) (laughs) So so they're going to make it competitive. Like you're going to still have to score points. Like even if you score that many, how many is too many? And I think that was the the perfect analogy for that. Or just kind of putting it in a perspective of that's how you will have to win in a sense against them. Because you're going to really have to figure out how much can you actually score on them. Because they're going to score on you. That's not yeah. what you have to worry about. You got you to gotta either limit them or you got to figure out how many more points can you score than they can. And that's literally uh, how it breaks down against them. Who are, some, um, who are some other teams out there that are really surprising? I will tell you mine right now. Uh, the, the AFC West is actually really funny to me. Not just because the Patriots, I didn't expect them to be a good, but I felt like the rest of the teams just weren't there yet. I wouldn't think that they were at the, the pace of where they are right now. I wouldn't think that they were there yet, um, and I'm speaking mostly on the Bills and the Dolphins.
1: You're talking about um, the AFC East.
0: Uh, AFC East. Did I say yes. West?
1: Yeah, uh, East. My bad. AFC uh, East.
0: Yeah, I'm talking about the East. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, um, my division's garbage. I already know what's happening there. <laughs> the Chiefs are going to win, so that's that's there. But I, I feel like the the Bills, um, the Dolphins are they're, they're mm-hmm. more at the top. Of course, I got an 0 and nine Jets now, but. I mean, it's kind of interesting to see the bills at the top and they're actually a pretty dominant seven and two. Like they just beat Seattle. Like to me, Seattle is probably the one of the, I would say the top three teams in the NFC and we'll talk about them. Yeah. We'll
1: talk about the NFC here in just a moment.
0: Right. But when you talk about, they just played and the bills dominated them. Like they pretty much came back like Seattle had to actually fight back a lot. So looking at the bills, I feel like the bills are really actually a, a, a really scrappy and good team that is low key playing good. Like Josh Allen is playing really good. Um, yeah, for and,
1: games. and I really um, appreciate the way that the bills have kind of built that team yeah. um, through the draft primarily. And kind of it's what the last piece that they needed was the trade for Stefan Diggs. Yep. Um even the, previous, the league right now. It even the yards. previous trades, they were giving away players more than they were getting players until they got Stefan Diggs, uh, which was a huge, huge pickup because Stefan Diggs is a top three route runner in the NFL right now. Uh, he can get open against any defender uh, and get open past any defender. You know, he's it's, It always looks like he's just wide open deep all the fucking time.
0: Yeah. <laughs> like he's he's easily getting open. And, and just like I just said, he's quietly leading the league in yards um, and as far as receiving yards. And that's that's really – like I said, it's quiet. You don't really notice that he's doing that. Um, but when you look at the stats on, on the on the numbers, and you'd be like, damn, he really went off. Like, he had a good game. And that's what he's just doing week in and week out. They really have shown it. And def- defensively, that's where it's at. I mean, they've always been – at least the last, I don't know, five or six years, they've been pretty dominant on defense. Um, yeah. So they, they just now have found the offense to actually help put points on the board to keep them from losing games. And that's where, that's where they look at a seven and two. That's a really great record. Well, They're only one loss behind the, the chiefs. And their um, two
1: losses were Tennessee and the chiefs who are top, right. top three or four teams in, in the AFC. So, you know, they've beat some scrub teams.
0: Yeah, you beat you be, you be some scrub teams, but I mean, those are some tough teams to play though. I mean, you're talking to two top yeah. teams there. They shouldn't be set to me. They wouldn't be seven and two. I don't think this team should be a seven and two team. That's just me being honest, but they've done it. So uh,
1: and Josh Allen seems to always be taking that step. Um, one thing yeah. too, that was interesting about Josh Allen is like his accuracy dramatically went up this year. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure where it's at right now, but he's hitting. Oh, so he's at 68.9 percent completion percentage right now, which is really, really crazy and really, really rare because completion percentage isn't really a skill you can teach, and right. players usually don't go up drastically. Usually, they'll fluctuate between you know five or ten percent. Yeah, uh, but for someone to go to 68.9, I don't know what his career percentages I know
0: it's a little bit lower than that definitely but I mean almost yeah I was gonna say it's almost got to be like 10% (laughs) like that's a huge jump
1: so 52% his first year last year he was at 58% and then this year he's at almost 69% crazy
0: 10% jump in one year that's massive that is massive wow yeah See, and John Elway John Elway fucked that one up too yeah
1: <laughs> and it's just you know um for a, a player to go up that much really is crazy because like I said that's not a skill you can really teach no uh, that's hard you, work like you you right there you, timing and and things like that but
0: well he also has Stefan Diggs, who Stephon
1: Diggs well that's the thing Stefan Diggs is is a big impact upon that and then also Stefan Diggs um really gets a lot of attention from the defense yeah he gets opens up, the up open. everybody else so yeah. it really
0: they're not dropping the ball like they were last year because that's honestly what was a big issue for that team last year as well was a mm-hmm. lot of drops uh the, a lot of those receivers back last year whoever they i can't even remember of them but i remember them dropping like they, all the games yeah. that i watched i'd be like yo these motherfuckers you
1: got dropping john, the ball. john brown was the john brown was one of them yeah. um and some of it can be blamed on you know Allen he's got a cannon accuracy obviously isn't necessarily his thing so right. he's got to really count on his receivers to get open make plays for him uh, but he's
0: making the the throws that he is making they're making him count and that's what that's all that matters especially at that clip but almost 70% though that's a high clip so he's definitely hitting where it's at and even um right now just watching the dolphins like um sitting back there at 5 and 3 um Fitzmagic got benched uh, but that's definitely not his fault. He got them into a good spot to be honest, but you got to see what your, your rookie can do. And honestly, um, this last game that we just watched and I was actually just watching it <laughs> right before we started recording, I was watching the whole thing cause I didn't get to watch it. Yeah. And that was a great battle. That was a oh, great yeah, battle. Kyler Murray versus the, the, yeah, Tua. Tua that man, those, and those boys were slinging yeah. like they were making great reads. Uh, they were making great plays and they looked truly like being in the first round picks like that's how you have to look and that's what those guys look like um they honestly if that's going to be the battle that we have to see coming forward i really am going to enjoy football to be honest um because that's just that's just not only entertaining football but just really good football they just played really well uh both of them made really great plays uh smart reads um they didn't make too too many mistakes out there. There was no uh, turnovers by either of them, so there wasn't um you know a lot of turnover football or anything like that. They were just making plays, and Kyler scores four touchdowns. You know, so I'm watching that battle with the Dolphins and thinking like, hey, these guys is going to be really good, even though they lost that game. Yeah. That was a close game, and, and the Dolphins Tua have, had them.
1: The Dolphins have won four in a row. Um, yeah,
0: up to that point. Yeah.
1: One thing I do want to say. Shout out to Brian Flores. He's, I think he's an yes. amazing coach. I he's really coach do. of the year.
0: Um, coach of the year to me.
1: Even last year, the Dolphins in their last nine games finished five and four. And that was right. their, that was their tanking season. Like, right. everybody was calling them for tanking. Everyone was calling them the worst team in the NFL, you know, in 20 years or whatever it was. They were winning and, games and they were trading away their top players. <laughs> like, they traded, traded, uh, Zavian Howard, and they traded Minka Fitzpatrick, Minka Fitzpatrick to the Steelers yep. in the yep. season while, like, while they were 0-4 or 0-5 or something like that. Yep. Somehow Brian Flores rallies them, and a lot of it is Fitz Fitzmagic. Um, but shout-out to Brian Flores, just really has his teams ready. And when everybody was questioning, benching, you know, Ryan Fitzpatrick to bring out Tua, saying Tua isn't ready, Brian Flores got Tua ready. And
0: Yeah, no, he was ready right away.
1: Yeah, and this game was excellent. This, this is one of the best games in a while. Really kind of gives you hope for the future. Um, and, you know, I think Tua is a good point to to go because the AFC right now has such a crop of great young rookie quarterbacks this year. Yeah, I mean, man. It's tremendous. Tua, um, also, did you see Tua's brother been killing it too?
0: Yeah, in college at Maryland. Maryland yeah. yeah. He's been yeah. he's been going
1: hard. <laughs> These two brothers might be the next manning legacy in the yeah. NFL, the brothers, but we'll we'll see how that goes. But um Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert have just been tremendous as well.
0: Yeah, man. Um, even though yeah, the Chargers at two and six is not indicative of how they're playing, how Herbert's playing right now. Um, yeah. you know, the, the he he's definitely been playing good. Like he had a sweating, I mean they lost in Charger fashion, but uh, <laughs> when we played them, um, yeah, but that's they are the, that's, still the
1: Chargers.
0: They are still the Chargers, man. Um, I, I feel bad for Anthony Lynn as well. I think he's just a young coach who's still learning, but I think he's got those boys playing, man. It's it's really just having yeah. injuries. Um, a lot of those guys they can never stay healthy. They can never keep their defense healthy. Yeah, like so Derwin James has been yeah. out or whatever his name is. Derwin uh, James. Yeah, he's been out almost all the time like you can't he's a first or second round pick for a DB and you got a guy out here who can't stay healthy and that's who you want to build your defense in your secondary round I feel bad for him because they're in every game and they actually so I think they had lost like 10 of their last uh, eight games or something like that or whatever they've lost 10 games
1: I got the stat here so this season these are their losses Uh, we'll start at week one they won week one, but week two they lost by three, then they lost by five, they lost by seven, they lost by three, they won, they lost by one, they lost by five. So each game they're losing by less Highest than game a touchdown.
0: Is a, yeah, less than a touchdown, pretty much. Like a touchdown or less. That's and that's tough that's tough stuff.
1: Like that, and that's that's either that's just bad uh, luck, really, because yeah. a lot of games <laughs> most games will end in a touchdown or less. Right. And at that point it's kind of luck. Like you know, there's a lot of different... They say it's a game of inches, and that's a cliche, but it, it really is a game of inches. Like, how many times a missed extra point or...
0: Yeah, that's usually what goal, it is. And that's or... usually what it is for the Chargers. It's like a, a bad play, um, you know, they could be playing game, play well all game, and then they have a bad, mm-hmm. one bad play that sets them back for the rest of the game. Um, one bad coaching decision. He's made a couple questionable coaching decisions that I saw on a couple of the plays. And I was like, I don't know why he decided to do that at that, at that juncture, like uh, going forward on fourth down um, in the second half, while you had the lead right there and your defense had been playing well enough to get those guys off the field. I don't know, man. Like you got to stop making dumb plays. Yeah. Like there were some, there were some things that he could have been, but yeah. Less but Regardless,
1: that. even with the dumb play calling or the dumb decisions, his team is in a position to win every single game. Pretty much every game. He's, exactly. he's got them ready to, you know, he's got them prepared. Even back to uh, when Justin Herbert had his first start against the Chiefs, like Justin Herbert looked ready and he did not care that he was up against Mahomes. He wanted to show him what what's up. And it's like I don't know, man. I've never seen a 14 year old boy play football at the level of Justin <laughs> Herbert. Imagine once he hits puberty, bro, like imagine he's gonna be Mahomes.
0: Well, and it's, it sucks, bro, that he, you know, I like the way that Herbert's playing, but I felt like Tyra Taylor was playing really well as well. And he got Mm -hmm. fucked by his own team.
1: Yes. (laughs) Yes, he really did. I mean, he got punctured in the lung, had to go to the hospital, terrible situation uh, to bring out Justin Herbert, but I don't know. Justin Herbert is now the leader for rookie of the year.
0: Um, yeah, no, definitely. He's he's definitely playing well. I mean, actually Tua might catch him as well. Um, I feel like Tua will end up winning. Like Justin Herbert is gonna not win just because of their record. Well,
1: um, but... I don't think the record's going to matter just because of these numbers that he's putting up. He's had uh, against the Raiders 326 yards, two touchdowns, zero interceptions. He had against Jacksonville 347 yards, three touchdowns, zero interceptions. Uh, against big, n- against New Orleans, he had 264, four touchdowns, zero interceptions. He had against Carolina in his second start of his career 330 yards with one touchdown, one interception. And in his first career start against the Chiefs, 311 yards, one touchdown, one interception. So he's had some really big fucking games.
0: Yeah. And see, that sucks because that doesn't, again, their record does not speak for how they're playing, at least offensively, um, especially with Justin Herbert. I think they look good. Um when, when and, what, and same, is- same with the Bengals as well Same with mm-hmm. the Bengals as well uh, Joe Burrow is actually playing fairly well um, I, Him and uh, AJ Green Are actually clicking consistently It's just their defense is Garbage and that's that's always Been an issue or at least has been an issue For the last uh, almost decade Now with that team but it's definitely Been something where they're, they're Still playing competitively as well They've won a couple of games they shocked um, A couple of teams out there but uh, You know that's that's how it goes sometimes you know but they they have to figure out some of these teams have to figure out how they can win this situation like they beat the Jags um they beat the Titans which was that was a kind of one that was a shocker um you know that you're like damn Titans should have handily won that one and but they're playing good though and that's the thing like uh, these teams will turn the corner it even looks like uh Giovanni Bernard has new legs bro (laughs) <laughs> um, playing this year. Yeah. He's actually been rushing like a hundred yards almost every, like the last few games that he's been starting and everything he's been rushing over a hundred yards. Um, they're just not winning games. But it does it does give you hope. Like, hopefully these teams well, and i turn mean, it they around.
1: Were, they were terrible because they were able to draft Joe Burrow with the number one pick.
0: Right, so, right. So you hope you to know. see some progression even with drafting a guy like that. Yeah. They've because got a QB he, he was a high that, draft pick.
1: They got a QB they can build their team around for the next five or six years. But, I mean, coming out the gates, Joe Burrow has been great. He's had five games. Uh, five games out of eight have been over 300 yards. He has a 406 passing yard game against Cleveland. Uh, he also has a huge number of attempts because they're playing from behind. He has a yeah. 61 attempt game, 47 attempt games. Uh, so they're putting a lot of pressure on him. and Running him hands.
0: ragged already. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I think he's been getting sacked a bunch uh, behind that offensive line, which is absolutely terrible. But right. they got a QB they can build around. They got some hope. Uh, maybe they could bring Marvin Lewis back and <laughs> I you know the, that's gonna the, happen
0: that, yeah it's gonna be that'd be funny actually um <laughs> i feel bad for the texans i feel bad for uh deshaun watson um looking at him like at two and six that team is just terrible man that's
1: bill o'brien really
0: yeah no bill o'brien really? trashed it i'm glad that they fired him when they did mm-hmm. they should have fired him earlier um i don't think they should have how do you lose the the way that you did and then you give him a a, a better job like oh yeah we'll make you gm now well he, he stepped in his interim role anyway yeah. but somebody but, else could have did it fuck all that um <laughs> but at the end of the day like it, it was just a bad situation um Ro- romeo cronell was not going to make those guys any better i knew that was gonna, he, he was already a terrible head coach um before Mm-hmm. And we've seen it with the Chiefs and we've seen it with the with the Raiders and we saw what they look like under his leadership. Um, so, yeah, no, I just feel bad for Deshaun Watson. You, tra- you trade away Hopkins. um you know that that just makes zero sense to me as far as an organization. Will Fuller has been balling but he's not he's not going to get you those those types of uh opens the way that a DeAndre Hopkins is. You're not going to tell me a top basically seven receiver in the league isn't going to make a huge difference for your team. Um so that that was just terrible. That fucked them. Um and I feel really bad him
1: for him. David Johnson which, yeah, uh, if you've been paying any attention you know that he's had like one really good season, got injured on the first game of the very next season and right. has been washed ever since.
0: Right. It's been, been washed
1: for like the last three years. Yep. He's looked terrible. Um, I mean, not really terrible. He can get you to, no, he was half getting time. a lot of, he was
0: getting a lot of volume, but yeah, yeah. he was, he just wasn't, it wasn't actually turning into anything and that's the,
1: he's not explosive. No. He's not the David Johnson of, you know, six or seven years ago.
0: Yeah, so I'm actually it, it, it's it's kind of crazy that, you know, <laughs> that it's just seen how bad it is and his offensive line has been terrible for for years now too. So he takes a lot of hits, he takes a lot of sacks. I feel bad. I really hope that a team will trade for him. I think he's going to want to ask for a trade eventually. Um I mean, yeah. you can't unless they can give them an actual great coach or a good coach right away, they can get another receiver. I mean, they're going to have to get a receiver here. And they're at two and six, they're, they're pretty bad, but the Jags are under them. Um, so there's a lot, they're competing for, for a, a better spot, but I, I feel like you want to trade, you got to trade Deshaun Watson at some point, at least that's they what might. I would look for. They might few, also, up, they might also try to get one player. So yeah.
1: Yeah. And well, they might try to get a coach that could, you know, really bring out the best in Deshaun Watson. I don't know who that would be. Um, right. Maybe someone from the college ranks. Run like a college. I feel
0: system. like Deshaun Watson is a smart player. I think he could run under most systems. I just think that yeah. the it's that obviously most teams already have coaches in place, especially the decent coaches or good coaches. They're already in place, so there there's not really a a room for that unless they're a team that's kind of struggling and, and needs a good quarterback like that. Anyway, um, well, like you if, know, like if, like a Denver. Like honestly, if, I would I would trade Von Miller for him. What what if, of course, uh, what they're if, not
1: going to do it. But what if they got like B enemy?
0: Yeah, that He's would be dope. Coach. That would actually be if, super dope
1: if it was like a Chiefs kind of system built around yeah. Deshaun Watson. Um,
0: that's a, that's a great call right there. Uh, that's that's Swami Polly right here. Bro. <laughs> 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 that could be the next year. Uh, just watch out, man.
1: Like that, that, that would be that would be a great fit because I would love would be to a great see. Fit. I would love to see Bien-Ami get a head coaching opportunity. First of all, he deserves one. But second, right. in a situation where there is an elite quarterback where he can, where they both can kind of bring out the best in each other. And I think yeah. that that is a good situation because there's obviously coaching vacancy there. Um, and,
0: that's actually a great call. I actually like that a lot. Um, that would actually be a super great fit. And we know that the can call plays and things like yeah, that. Man. I think he would make, he'd be a great addition with Deshaun Watson. Cause that gives him somebody similar to who he's currently using in, in his role in Kansas city. So that would definitely be a great fit for him. Yeah.
1: Um, and his, and his offense in Kansas city, they've really developed players to an elite level. Um, you know, right. like Tra- Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill, they weren't high draft picks. right? Um, these are guys that really have become all pro level players through the coaching of the Chiefs and, and benefiting from Patrick Mahomes. No disrespect to their talents, but. You know, you got all a late of those quarterback things the he makes you look good. Yes. All of the you know, when Mahomes is throwing five touchdowns, someone's catching two of them. So Right, exactly.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Whoever's open at that point. Yeah. And they and they're mostly just speed guys. Like outside of Tyree Hill, he's kind of more of a little bit more on the more freakish athlete side. Uh, but the, the rest of those guys are just kind of streakers, you know, like they're uh they're fast guys. Yes. Um they they got kind of like the same guys. They have a couple big guys that are just really fast. Um, Nicole Hardman and uh and um, what's his name, Robinson?
1: Yeah, Marcus um, Robinson.
0: They, so they got a couple taller speed guys. And then you have, of Watkins. course, Tyreek Hill. And then, yeah, Sammy Watkins when he's not injured. Um, and then <laughs> uh, Travis Kelsey, obviously, uh, who's who's the safety valve and security blanket. Um, yeah, that's and that's what you could kind of build in, in a uh, Houston environment. I think Houston has that environment that could actually uh, be able to do what it needs to. And uh, Patrick Mahomes again. I'm just going to kind of go back to him. He he is like the guy that you have to go through. So the AFC is is pretty set. Like I think it's it's actually not set. I mean it's it's a very uh, wild west kind of thing. It looks very all over the place. I really don't know who's going to be up there. Um, you still have to look at what the Ravens can do. Yeah. Um, at six and two, they're at six and two, but they have they have to somehow get over Big Brother. Um, if the Ravens ever want to be good, yeah. they're gonna to have to figure out how they can beat the Steelers. John Harbaugh has to figure out how he can beat the Steelers. Um, it's very rare, and I guess I guess we'll see who I don't I don't know who they play this week. Uh, the Steelers, but uh, with Roethlisberger going on the um, oh, they
1: play Joe Burrow in the in
0: oh, so that's maybe probably a godsend for them. Um, <laughs> yeah,
1: because I don't think he like he never loses to those Ohio teams.
0: No. No, they, they are, you <laughs> know, he's
1: probably got like 30 wins against Ohio teams.
0: Yeah. And <laughs> not only that, it's a, you know, the coach, you know, he's never had a losing season. So at this Mike point, Tomlin. Can, yeah. Mike Tomlin has been in, a head coach now for uh, like 15 seasons, something like that. It's like fifteen, yeah. fifteen 15 or 16 seasons. And has not had a losing record, like anything less than 500. That's amazing. So, yeah, that's amazing. So he's the most in, in head coach. There's no, there's no head coach out there with that record right now. And I was just like, damn. I mean, of course you want to win a couple of Super Bowls. He's only won one. He squandered away. But think about the just having the fact of of Ben Roethlisberger as your quarterback, and you've never, pretty much never lost. Like you're just always winning. Um, that that's a great place to be. That's why the Bronco fans are like that. We used to be like that. Yeah. Didn't matter who was at Like a nine and seven it wasn't a great year. But we're gonna finish nine and seven. You know, we're not we're not losing three and uh three and thirteen and stuff like that. We we rarely would have those kind of seasons, and to see it on a regular basis, that's where it sucks. So I I get y'all teams who would have been going through that. I now understand after five or six seasons, like, yo, this shit is trash.
1: <laughs> yeah, so I think the big kind of story of the AFC, um you mentioned earlier you think the NFC has better quarterbacks. I think the AFC has like the best. Young quarterbacks, maybe New ever. Talent. Yeah, the best young quarterbacks ever, because even Mahomes, Watson, those dudes are really, really young and really early in, in their careers. Please subscribe. Please leave us a five-star review. Take Com.